welcome to Music for Life, enhancing the Armstrong concert experience. I'm your host, Ryan Malone. In today's episode, we will explore the composer Igor Stravinsky and his ballet masterpiece, The Firebird. This composition is not only the score that launched Stravinsky to stardom basically overnight, it has remained one of his best-known and beloved works. This ballet will be performed on the opening concert of our season here at Armstrong Auditorium, presented by the Oklahoma City Ballet and re-choreographed by the company's artistic director, Robert Mills. So stick around as we explore this great Russian ballet today on Music for Life. As our show's tagline states, we are helping to enhance the Armstrong Experience, the world-class performing arts series here at Armstrong Auditorium. This season, we are exploring the music to be performed on the various concerts throughout the season, and our season opens Thursday, September 14th with the Oklahoma City Ballet. They will be opening their performance with Igor Stravinsky's The Firebird, the incredible music from which I would like to discuss today. We won't have time to hear the entire 45-minute ballet, but I hope to get through most of it and conclude our discussion of it on our next episode. In that episode, we will also have a discussion with Robert Mills, the artistic director for Oklahoma City Ballet, which will give our audience even more insight on this prestigious dance company and this exciting upcoming performance. So let's explore the score of this powerful production, and I hope even if you can't make it to these Armstrong performances, that you will enjoy our discussions of these great masterpieces being featured on our stage. Before we do that, here is a brief biographical sketch of Igor Stravinsky, at least as leads up to this point in his life where he is launched to stardom by Firebird. Igor was born in 1882 to a musical couple. His father was a prominent opera singer with the St. Petersburg Opera, and his mother was a fine pianist. Igor and his brothers grew up hearing their father perform frequently at the opera. He was able to meet many prominent musicians of the day and even catch a glimpse of Tchaikovsky during the intermission of one of those operas he attended. Additionally, Igor was inspired by the sounds of the busy city of St. Petersburg where he grew up. He would hear the horse hooves, the wagon wheels on the cobblestone streets, and the mechanical sounds emanating from the city's shops. And he was inspired by these percussive sounds all around him. And he did, in fact, a lot to change or heighten certain percussive or rhythmic elements of music. Now, though he came from a musical family, his parents didn't encourage him to go into music as a profession. Like so many other great composers of history, he was encouraged to become a lawyer. We devoted an entire episode to the more famous composers who were on this career path in a previous episode. I'd encourage you to look that one up if interested. It's episode 42 called Passing the Bar. If you're interested in hearing about how these composers were thrown off this track to find fulfillment in the profession of music composition. At any rate, while in law school, Igor found himself drawn more to music and away from his law studies. And one of his fellow students was, in fact, Vladimir Rimsky-Korsakov, the son of the famous Russian composer Nikolai Rimsky-Korsakov. 
Rimsky-Korsakov encouraged Igor to keep studying music. Eventually, Igor went on to study with Nikolai and went all in to becoming a serious composer as his profession. By age 26, Igor had one of his first compositions performed in St. Petersburg. This work was called Fireworks, and it was an important composition because of where this performance led, and it ties into our discussion today of the ballet The Firebird. So let's hear this composition, Fireworks. It's not very long, and it's worth hearing here. This is a recording by the Chicago Symphony Orchestra under the baton of Pierre Boulez. Thank you. 
some fireworks by Igor Stravinsky, one of his first compositions in a recording there by the Chicago Symphony Orchestra with conductor Pierre Boulez that was an important work for Igor Stravinsky because of who attended the premiere. Coincidentally, the great impresario or concert presenter Sergei Diaghilev went to the concert that featured this not even four minute long composition and Diaghilev heard it. And this right place at the right time meeting of Diaghilev and Stravinsky changed the composer's life. See, Diaghilev was gathering the finest Russian choreographers, dancers, designers, and composers to take Russian ballet to Paris and have it be noted for its substantial contribution to the art form of ballet. As a husband and now a father of two children, Stravinsky jumped at this idea. He needed the job. And his first significant commission in this new post for this new Russian ballet company was the ballet The Firebird, which tells a well-known Russian fairy tale. Stravinsky wrote The Firebird between November 1909 and May 1910. At the ripe young age of 28, he dedicated the work to Rimsky-Korsakov. The ballet premiered June 25, 1910 in Paris. And though it was one of his first commissions as a composer, it was the start of a great career for the young man. It was somewhat risky for Diaghilev to do this, by the way, as the Firebird would be the first entirely original score performed by this burgeoning ballet company and one written by a virtually unknown composer. But Diaghilev had a good sense for these things. Apparently he had said at one of the last dress rehearsals about Stravinsky, mark him well. He is a man on the eve of celebrity. And Diaghilev was right. With the massive success of the Firebird, Stravinsky became a well-known composer basically overnight. He was immediately commissioned to write two more ballets, those two being Petrushka and the historic The Rite of Spring. Now, the Firebird was based on a Russian folk legend, like I said, adapted for the stage by the visionary Russian choreographer Mikhail Fokin. The tale is also popularized in the children's poem A Winter's Journey. It goes like this, And in my dreams I see myself on a wolf's back, riding along a forest path, to do battle with a sorcerer czar in that land where a princess sits under lock and key, pining behind massive walls. There gardens surround a palace all of glass. There firebirds sing by night and peck at golden fruit. This sorcerer czar is named Kashi, sometimes called an ogre or a monster, sometimes called King Kashi, sometimes Kashi the Immortal, and he is the antagonist of the tale, of course. His castle is surrounded by a forest, a garden, and an orchard of golden apples, and he is holding 13 princesses captive, and his castle is guarded by his team of monsters. To protect his possessions, Kashi turns intruders into stone. Here's the basic overview of the story, which will be discussed in more detail as we explore the musical score in more detail. The story revolves around Prince Ivan, who is lost in this forest. He sees a dazzling creature, a firebird, picking golden apples. He captures the bird, but when it pleads to be released, he does so. It gives him one of its feathers as a gesture of gratitude. This feather contains special powers. Next, Ivan sees the 13 captive princesses come out. They play a game with the apples, and he is enamored by one of them in particular. 
They warn the prince about the evil ogre king. The evil Kashi is unable to cast a spell on Ivan because of the firebird feather he holds. The firebird appears, sends Kashi and his monsters into a dancing frenzy that exhausts them and sends them into a deep sleep, allowing the prince to conquer the evil king. The stone captives come back to life and Ivan marries his beloved princess. So let's explore this colorful and magnificent musical score. I'm going to be using a complete recording of the ballet, as recorded by Simon Rattle conducting the City of Birmingham Symphony Orchestra. Now, some of our listeners might be aware that our sister campus is in Edstone, Warwickshire, England, and that's not too far from Birmingham, where this renowned symphony orchestra is based. The action begins at night, setting the mood for the mystical and ominous realm of this ogre Kashi. The instrumental movement that opens the production, before the curtain even opens, is called the introduction. In some productions, this would be called an overture. Well, to start the introduction, we hear this spooky, chromatic, and narrow-ranged melodic theme in the low strings. Some of the strings are bowing that melody, and some are plucking, creating an interesting atmosphere down in those low strings. Now, you will hear this melodic motive played in all sorts of different instruments throughout the introduction, sometimes in the higher strings, sometimes in the woodwinds. As we listen to this, keep in mind that the movements blend one right into the next. There isn't always a clean break at the end to indicate that the movement is finished. So I'll give you a little signposting here before we start listening. About two and a half minutes into the introduction, the music leads right into the movement called The Enchanted Garden of Kashi. At the beginning of this movement, the score indicates that this is where the curtain opens. You will hear five quiet timpani hits, and then this motive in the French horn. A little bit after this, we hear the ominous theme in the bassoon, a melody I think must have inspired Andrew Lloyd Webber when he wrote the theme for The Phantom of the Opera. And less than a minute after that, you will hear the tinkly celesta and then the trilling strings. This indicates a new movement one titled Appearance of the Firebird Pursued by Prince Ivan. It is in this garden that the prince encounters this colorful creature, and throughout this movement you'll hear quick passages played by the strings and winds to depict this chase between the prince and the title character. Again, this is a recording by the City of Birmingham Symphony Orchestra under the baton of Simon Rattle.
So right there you heard the clarinet playing a slow five-note chromatic scale to end the movement where Prince Ivan sees and chases the firebird. And the next movement is called Dance of the Firebird, and this movement features the clarinet, playing about as acrobatically as you will see the firebird character dance. Let's listen to this sprightly movement. Again, we're hearing a recording of the City of Birmingham Symphony Orchestra under Simon Rattle. You are listening to Music for Life. I'm your host, Ryan Malone. This is KPCG. In this episode, we are exploring the composer Igor Stravinsky and his ballet masterpiece, The Firebird. Stravinsky's Firebird will be performed at Armstrong Auditorium on Thursday, September 14th, as we kick off the concert season with the Oklahoma City Ballet. That was the movement from the complete work called Dance of the Firebird, featuring some very acrobatic clarinet playing, from a recording of the complete ballet by Simon Rattle conducting the City of Birmingham Symphony Orchestra. I cut that movement just a hair short. There's a little more of the clarinet material at the end to depict the firebird, and then it goes into the next movement called Capture of the Firebird by Prince Ivan. This movement starts with these quick repeated notes. Now, about a minute into this movement, you will hear a slow violin solo that leads right into the following movement, a lush and plaintive movement called the Firebird Supplications. In this movement, the title character begs Ivan for her release. He does, and then she promises to help him whenever he needs. He takes one of her feathers as a token of her pledge. Now, I want you to be able to recognize when this movement starts, where the firebird pleads to be released. It's in a ternary form, basically, or an A-B-A form. A gorgeous, slow A section, then a livelier middle section, and then a return to the A theme. So to ensure that you can identify that, listen to these snippets from the recording, just so you're aware where you are in the recording. Here's the A section of the firebird's plea. Then there is a contrasting middle section that is a little quicker and marked by some rapid flute fire. 
Then we return to the lovely A theme played by the high strings. The movement will get a clean break right after you hear the violin solo and the oboe alternating as if those two instruments are having a musical conversation. And then we will stop the recording and discuss more. So here are the two movements, the capture of the firebird and then the supplication of the firebird to be released.
That was the capture of the Firebird by Prince Ivan, which led into the movement The Firebird Supplications. At the end of this movement, the Firebird thanks the prince for releasing her. She gives him one of her feathers, which is supposed to have special powers. And as we play the remainder of this movement, we will hear the violin solo play a variant of the opening theme... Then after some agitated wind playing, we hear the horn play this beautiful melody. At the end of this phrase, the bassoon plays that ominous theme we heard earlier. This leads us to Sunrise and the next movement, which is Appearance of the Thirteen Enchanted Princesses. This movement is marked by the high strings playing placid, quiet triads until the clarinet comes in with this theme. We will hear this melody later in a duet between the violin and cello solo, the higher voice stating the theme and the lower voice echoing it, almost like in a round or a musical canon. And it is here in the story that we are introduced to the 13 princesses who come out of the castle. These again are captives of King Kashi.
That was Appearance of the Thirteen Enchanted Princesses from the Firebird Ballet by Igor Stravinsky, the ballet to be performed Thursday, September 14th at Armstrong Auditorium by the Oklahoma City Ballet, our season opener this year. We are hearing a recording of the City of Birmingham Symphony Orchestra under Simon Rattle as we explore this masterful score. The movement we just heard was where we are introduced to the 13 princesses held captive by the evil king Kashi. The next movement is a scherzo movement, an Italian term meaning joke, and used when indicating a lively, jovial piece of music. The scherzo movement represents the part of the plot where these 13 princesses, just outside the castle, are playing in Kashi's garden orchard. In this orchard are golden apples. Let's hear this delightful movement. You are listening to Music for Life. I'm your host, Ryan Malone. This is KPCG. In today's episode, we have explored the composer Igor Stravinsky and his ballet masterpiece, The Firebird. Stravinsky's Firebird will be performed at Armstrong Auditorium on Thursday, September 14th, as we kick off the concert season with the Oklahoma City Ballet. 
More information can be found about our series at armstrongauditorium.org. You can like Armstrong Auditorium on Facebook, or you can follow it on Twitter at armstrongaud. You can also like Music for Life on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at musicforlifepcg. We will also include information about these upcoming concerts in our show notes on iTunes and SoundCloud. We are listening to a complete recording of the ballet by the City of Birmingham Symphony Orchestra under Simon Rattle. That was the scherzo movement called The Princess's Game with the Golden Apples. Next, we hear the movement Sudden Appearance of Prince Ivan. It is a short, slow movement marked by a beautiful melody in the French horn. This leads right into the next movement, Round Dance of the Princesses. As the movement's title suggests, the princesses do a round dance. This is where Ivan falls in love with one of them. Later in this movement, they all return to the castle. But I want to alert you to the lovely main theme of this round dance. You'll hear it in the oboe. So that's the beautiful melody played first on the oboe in this calm pastoral atmosphere of this round dance movement. And as the movement draws to a close, the music climaxes to this just luscious string writing. It's a gorgeous movement. So we're going to end today's program with these two movements, where Ivan appears and then witnesses the round dance of these captive princesses. I hope you will join me next time as we finish our discussion of the plot and of this magnificent score And I hope you will also join me next time because we have a special interview with the Oklahoma City Ballet Artistic Director, Robert Mills. He's going to talk about their prestigious company. He's going to talk about his rendition of Stravinsky's The Firebird, as well as the Copeland Ballet that they will be doing. It's going to be a great interview. So I hope you will join me next time, and I hope to see you soon at Armstrong.
You have been listening to Music for Life, a production of KPCG 101.3 on the FM dial in Edmond, Oklahoma. From the Herbert W. Armstrong College campus, I'm Ryan Malone. Thanks for joining me.